1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41,
3: 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money?
4: Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing.
3: Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility.
4: Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at
3: 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. How
4: are you? You're way into another hour. you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I'm, I'm very I'm in very good condition. Uh, Guest next hour will be Alexandra kazarian She is the attorney for a man named Nicholas Gutierrez. That's the 22-year-old from Diamond Bar that drove his car through the police recruits that were on a morning run in South Whittier almost a week ago. Several of them are still hospitalized, including one whose condition was just recently downgraded to grave. As you probably know, because we covered it yesterday, Gutierrez did an interview with NBC4, and he says it was not deliberate. He fell asleep. With his parents and his attorney nearby, they conducted the interview, which was broadcast last night. We played it earlier in the show. Right after that, Sheriff Villanueva came back on the John and Ken show and said, well, that's not what we're finding out in the investigation. But he couldn't say much more because, number one, he's not conducting the full investigation. He's just getting information. And uh, we're going to have to wait to see what they put together. His opinion is still
3: that there was
4: intent. His opinion, yes. Asking for detail on that, he couldn't provide it, obviously, because of the nature, the sensitivity of the investigation. So we will talk to uh, Alexandra about uh, her client coming up after the news at five o'clock. Well, no wonder Karen Bass won the L.A. mayor's race. If this survey commissioned by something called Committee for Greater L.A., a coalition of civic leaders, a coalition of civic leaders. But, But what is that? I don't know. The head of it is Miguel Santana. He oh. used to be like the chief administrative officer of the city of Los Angeles. Do you remember that name?
3: Yes. and he Mostly got...
4: during the Velar
3: years, I think. And, and he got nailed for drunk driving one night. Yeah, he had a
4: little problem.
3: Yeah. Yes. yes. Which is which is why the numbers never added up during the Virugosi years. Remember they always had a, a big uh, budget deficit? Right.
4: So yeah. he's the chair of the Committee for Greater L.A. We're talking about them because they have released a survey of Angelinos, And the headline is L.A. voters approved more money to fight homelessness. Now they want to see results. The thing that really stood out, I don't know if it's the same thing that stood out in John's mind, maybe because you mentioned last hour. According to this survey of Angelinos, get ready for this. 53% think that Garcetti did a good job on homelessness.
3: That's it. That was the question. I figured that let's, was the one that really let's, got you. Let's repeat this slowly. 53% of Angelinos they approved
4: of Garcetti's work on the homelessness. Problem.
3: They think Garcetti did a good job? Yes. I,
4: I, I know. That one stunned I, me as well.
3: I remember, I think it was Channel 11... Did an interview with Garcetti one day, and they actually showed how many homeless people there were in the city in 2013 when Garcetti took over compared to uh, 2021 or 2022, whenever the interview ran. And it went from like uh, 14,000 to 40,000. The exact
4: words that they agreed with, the Garcetti administration has effectively
3: addressed the issue. Holy God. Effectively address the issue? What does that mean? Addressing means speaking. What, the
4: streets are dirtier and full of encampments?
3: How is that effective? How do you, how do you not see during the Garcetti years, it got s- far, far worse. Probably the biggest decline that any American city has ever experienced in such a short time.
4: 80% said homelessness is an issue in the neighborhood I live in. And they think Garcetti has done effective work
3: on homelessness. Uh, that that that's a sign that we have mass insanity. There's no explanation for that. That's why she won,
4: because these are the people that voted for her. They honestly believe if you build it, you will solve it. Just let's throw more billions at it. That's because okay. this new tax that they passed, Measure UA ULA. Is a tax on real estate transactions of more than five million dollars. Supposedly this is going to give LA another six hundred million to do something
3: about homelessness. Here, here's the stat. In twenty thirteen, we had fourteen thousand unsheltered homeless. In twenty twenty year that Garcetti came in. Twenty twenty two it doubled to twenty eight thousand. And you add the sheltered homeless, it's forty one thousand. He's effective job. Yeah. So how do you, how do you get from twenty two thousand sheltered and unsheltered twenty two thousand in twenty thirteen to forty one thousand at the end of his term? And you're telling me he did an effective job? I want to meet these people. I want to be locked in a room with these people. And I want to do I want to do a, 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 a scientific experiments on their brains. Eighty nine percent said they expect
4: bass to reduce homelessness by at least half during her four-year term
3: they expect her to or they demand her to i mean what is well
4: 60 percent said they'd support a recall if the new mayor fails to effectively address homelessness within the first two years
3: well what bar though is effectiveness i was gonna
4: say if they gave garcetti a nice grade
3: what is the bar right yeah all bass just has to still be breathing four years from now yeah, I, I, I don't know who I don't know these people. This is really crazy, right? I, I none of this, none of this makes sense. What? But you see, that's that's the trouble with these BS surveys. What is the definition of effective? Now, if homelessness doubles, doubles in a in in nine years, what's your definition of effective? That to me, that's the scoreboard, right? Well, it seems
4: like a lot of these people. Have sympathy because fifty six percent said they had trouble paying the rent within the past year, so that tells you that uh, there's a significant ant- number of angelinos but, on the
3: edge isn't But there? why do they have trouble paying the rent uh, they don't make enough money i uh, but I know, but why why is that? They have other bills Why do they have other bills i mean I mean, you know did they have a bunch of kids without being married? Here's the The, one that really got me. Do they spend their money on nonsense? Do they not have an education? There's reasons why you don't have money, and you have to address those reasons.
4: More than seventy percent would support a shelter or apartment for the homeless within a mile of their homes. BS. That's B and S. See, this is virtue signaling.
3: That's another problem. You're right. They're saying the
4: right things. Oh, we have to. We're a community. We have to
3: act together. No, no, we don't have to act together. That's nonsense. That is that socialist guilt that these uh, progressives try to lay on people. Well, we all have to come together. The entire community has to shoulder the burden. No, we don't. Okay? I go to work. I took care of my family. I pay my bills. I paid for my house. Don't tell me I've got to absorb other people's problems when they don't go to work, when they spend the days whacked out on drugs. I didn't take any drugs. I didn't get addicted to booze.
4: And, you know, they describe this as building housing and shelters. Well, what we've learned in the last couple of years is shelters are now off the table. They're being rejected by the activists and the homeless. They want full private apartments. Permanent housing, as they call it. There's not enough money or enough places in L.A. to build that. Actually, if you build it for 40,000 people, wow, the world will come here.
3: That's the activists. You know, the people stumbling around in the street. The only thing they want is their next hit of meth. They want yes, them- but when you do ask them, they'll say
4: things like, "I'm going to go no shelter." They have rules, and there's too many people in yeah. there. I could get attacked. Yeah, you just
3: understandable. You can't snort meth there. Yeah, they have rules. Yeah. They don't like rules pesky rules. Yeah, you can't inject heroin at the shelter. Jay, why is that? I'm so sick. Aren't you just so sick of it? You're just sick of demands of people who refuse to work and get whacked out on the worst drugs imagin- imaginable.
4: And six hundred million more dollars from this measure UA, ULA, which we had as a no on our And voter you know what value. it is? It was they another
3: screwing of uh, successful people. If you sell a house over uh, five, that's worth over five million dollars, what is it? they they tax you two percent? Yes. Yeah. So now they're gonna get six hundred more million dollars to flush down the homeless toilet. And they've been flushing billions down the homeless toilet, and it's doubled under Garcetti. In fact, why wasn't that part of the question? Why wasn't the question, Eric Garcetti was mayor the last nine years, homelessness has doubled. Do you approve of his effectiveness? <laughs> Would he have gotten 53%? No. And the thing is, you might say, well, people really don't know that what the exact number of homeless was now versus nine years ago. But eighty percent said it affects their neighborhood, so they are aware in their neighborhood it's really unpleasant. I don't under you know what I feel like I'm 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 losing touch with reality. I'm I'm feeling dizzy. I'm feeling feverish. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go lie down. You
4: go lie down. I was I'm gonna, gonna say, yeah. I'm gonna. Where's need the like, dirty couch? I'm
3: gonna need. I'm gonna need an ice pack. I just. <laughs>
4: Where's the couch with bodily fluids stained <laughs> in it? Somewhere in that
3: building. Some...
4: <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app.
3: I got a Coke. See, there you go. I know.
4: I'm here. I can talk. So All right. you don't have to act like you have to grab the wheel of the plane.
3: And... No, I just don't want you to think I abandoned you.
4: No. After about ten seconds, I figure out that something's going on where you mm. ran to get a. I heard it open too. There you go. We're gonna have the attorney. For Nicholas Gutierrez, the man that uh, slammed his car into a group of cadets who were jogging in South Whittier last week early in the morning. Uh, Not a deliberate act. He fell asleep. We'll ask her some questions after the news at five o'clock. You don't want to miss that. Uh, We were just talking about a survey of Angelitos, which uh, many of them are optimistic that this mayor, Karen Bass, with the new money that just got approved, By the voters, not John Cobell, but by the voters, adding another six hundred million dollars to the coffers, we will stop homelessness. Do
3: you think we will build it? See, that's another question that was not asked properly. What they should have put is how many billions of dollars we've spent in the last ten years, and then homelessness doubled.
4: Well, that's the correct matter to these people. If they gave a fifty-three percent approval rating to Garcetti on homelessness, that probably wouldn't put a dent in their opinion. That where, to me, but where do you As say, soon as I saw that, I realized, oh my god! Where do you think that comes from, though? We are talking about rose-colored glasses, people. Clearly, they see the world so
3: wonderfully. But we, yeah, but clearly they said that most of them say there there's a homelessness problem in their neighborhood, and they, everybody knows it's gotten worse. Ten years ago, we didn't talk about homelessness at all. No, he's been effective. So I don't, I just, I don't understand. And of course, the you know the, the writers here for the L.A. Times. They don't ask those questions of anybody involved. It's like, well, clearly, if we've doubled the number of homeless people on the street and unsheltered, <laughs> I mean, why would anybody say that he's been effective? I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't understand anything. My, 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 my head hurts. Well, I
4: mentioned in the survey that a pretty. Significant percentage of the respondents said they had trouble paying the rent in the last year. We're going to flip the story now. We're going to go to NBC4 reporter Carolyn Johnson. The L.A. City Council voted to end an eviction moratorium, which they put in place during the pandemic. But they haven't made it official. They're dragging their heels. And this is affecting small landlords. Let's listen to the story. A vacation to Paris, Hawaii, a cruise to Mexico
5: where they're swimming with dolphins, short getaways to San Francisco, Yosemite, Big Bear. Sounds nice, right? Landlords say these are all trips taken by their tenants who haven't been paying rent. Trips the landlords say it seems like they're subsidizing. For the last two and a half, three years, I haven't been able to do anything for my family and we haven't gone anywhere because of the financial hardship. because of the financial hardship we're calling this landlord Monica we're disguising her because she's afraid of retaliation by her tenant a fear many small landlords have expressed to the I team. we are struggling and I don't know how much longer I can sustain Monica says that tenant who has a job often didn't pay rent throughout the pandemic yet she took a vacation to Hawaii even now still employed Monica says her tenant has been paying very little because the city of L.A. still lets tenants off the hook for rent. My life decisions are put on hold. By the government. Monica did recover some unpaid rent from the state after it created a fund to help landlords recoup rent their tenants didn't pay. But that fund has long dried up. And Monica says her tenant owes her $23,000, pushing Monica to the brink of financial ruin. What this is going to do is throw all of us who are housing providers onto the streets as well. Hee Trang Ho has four LA rental properties, her investments for her retirement. She says tenants owe her $70,000 in unpaid rent. Yet while they were stiffing key on rent, they were taking vacations and sending her threatening emails.
2: I felt totally taken advantage of and I was disgusted to see how these people are living their best lives. And meanwhile, I'm buying stuff from the day of expiration shelf at the store because it means something to me to save $2 on bagels.
0: We are Finally taking action.
5: After a tense debate, city council voted in October to end the moratorium on January 31st and require tenants to start paying rent again. But weeks later, that decision still hasn't been signed into ordinance. And landlords say some council mm. members, like Nithya Raman, who heads the is. housing committee, are stalling and instead trying to make last-minute amendments.
2: All I do is lie awake at night wondering, how am I going to get all of my tenants out?
5: Some council members have long argued they're concerned that ending the moratorium will put tenants on the street. Landlord advocates say that burden shouldn't fall on landlords.
1: This is a emergency measures that were put in due to the COVID pandemic. And now we're looking at other societal issues that LA has failed to address. If some of the council members truly want to help individuals that are falling behind in rent and are struggling financially due to other causes in society, we should absolutely work on expanding and making permanent direct rental assistance to help those individuals. The I-team
5: wanted to interview Councilmember Nithya Raman. Her staff told us she's unavailable. We asked for a statement, but didn't get that either. In the meantime, small landlords are begging the council to end the moratorium as they've agreed. If I were to kind of, you know, give you a comparison, it feels like I am bound to this chair, my hands chopped off, my legs chopped off, and I have
4: no options. Carolyn Johnson, NBC4 News. Well, there you go. Now, if you, if you put it in an eviction ban, right, and that's it, you don't do anything for landlords. Of course, you're going to get tenants who will take advantage of it. That was clear in this story, all these people taking vacations. They had a state program to pay some of the uh, rent money to the landlords, but apparently that's cumbersome and it takes a long time. You can't do this unless you do something okay. for
3: both ends. But, but, but what, what is the philosophy of a communist like Nithya Rahman? Exactly. She's a Democrat socialist, and now there's going to be three of them on the Los Angeles Uh, City Council, and they believe there is no such thing as rent. There's no such thing as your control of property. You have a right to housing, and it should be free. One thing the communist Marxists believe is that there is no private property, that the state either owns it or controls it. Now, the state can't own All the apartment buildings and homes that landlords have, but they can control it. They can create ordinances which make it impossible to own it successfully because you're not allowed to collect money for rent. Renting out your property is a basic right that any homeowner has. And what Nithya Raman and her crowd have done is they've destroyed that right, and she doesn't even want to talk about it. She is a cowardly communist.
4: If you're going she- to pass an eviction ban, you have to immediately come up with a program to pay the landlords their lost rent. I mean, no. one tenant owes for $23,000? But, but, but if you're a small landlord, just have like one, you know, small building,
3: but, that's that's huge. Rahman doesn't care. And the two new Democratic socialists don't care. There may be only three of them out of 15. But like Nithya Raman gets, gets control of this committee. She's a housing
4: committee. Right.
3: Know. So they get on committees. And, and they end up with a well, lot of Why do you think power. she put
4: herself on that committee or wanted to be on that committee? Of course. Yeah.
3: And they put her on that committee. Right? Why was she picked to run the committee? You picked the biggest communist to run the housing committee to put in these, these ironclad eviction laws, burden, burden of the, the, the landlords, box them in so they can't pay their bills? And what's going to happen, it says in the article, they're going to sell their property as soon as they can. And then you're going you're going to have you're going to have abandoned buildings. You're going to have more homeless people. They're going to they're going to kick all their tenants out when the when the leases run out. And they're going to get rid of their buildings. And and who would buy a building in this climate? Who is going to buy a building? All right, we
4: got more coming up. Johnny and Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
3: The people are going to look back and say these are the good old days compared to what's coming. Every time he gets (laughs) interviewed about the disaster of L.A., he's going to go, well, when I left office, a majority of voters approved of the job I did on homelessness. Yes. 53%. You know, people, most people just believe in stupid crap, don't they? This may be the most ignorant time of our lives. Again,
4: that's why Karen Bass won. And that's why poor uh, Rick Berlusso couldn't overcome these people in this survey. Yeah. Uh, We're watching. We'll see what happens. And I love this. After two years, they could favor a recall. If he doesn't uh, put a dent in homelessness, good luck to that. They already don't think it's a problem, and they approve of the Garcetti administration's work on it. I don't believe that.
3: All
4: right. coming up after 5 o'clock, the attorney for Nicholas Gutierrez, the man who drove his car into the group of uh, running recruits, police recruits. They were out for an academy run early in the morning last week. 25 were hit, and we have at least one cadet in grave condition. Uh, The latest is that uh, the man did an interview with NBC 4 and said it was not deliberate. He fell asleep His attorney by his side. She will talk to us at 5.05. Well, we have an update on the murders of the University of Idaho students. Four of them were killed in the early hours of November 13th, so more than a week has gone by since this really disgusting sick act. They supposedly were stabbed in their sleep in this party house it's described of. Uh, the college roommates lived together in an off-campus house in the town of Moscow, Idaho. The update this afternoon is that one of the dead students, 21-year-old Kaylee Gun- Gunkelvis, had a stalker. The Idaho State Police is saying, we're aware of these various reports. We're investigating. There has been over seven 100 tips and more than a 100 witnesses or people interviewed so far. The police in Idaho have been very tight-lipped, but they're getting nudged and pressed every day by family members and, of course, the media. So today, this was what came out. We don't have really any detail on this, but we can tell you in a story that accompanies this that... um, Gun Calvis and her friend those were the two that were that were at the food truck uh they were at a local sports bar between 10 p.m. and 1:30 a.m. then they were ordering food from a nearby food truck they picked this up on a live twitch stream from the truck as they waited about 10 minutes for their food they chatted with each other as well as other people standing by the truck the man who manages the truck told CNN the pair didn't seem to be distress or danger of any way. I remember there, was, there were people that looked at the video and they wanted to, the police to interrogate. There was one man that was kind of standing there and it looked, he looked weird, I guess. I don't know if you saw that story, John. I did,
3: yeah. But he's just a they random claimed, guy. They,
4: they claimed he was a random guy and they don't think he
3: has any connection. Well, but if,
4: if, if she had a stalker, that person might be been in the area, then followed them back to the house and killed them all.
3: Uh, a, a stalker is a game changer for the investigation, if if that's real. Because that, that's what stalkers can do. They can eventually boil over and and kill. Uh, keep but... in
4: mind, there were six people in this house. Four died. The other two female roommates were untouched. So there's something beyond that, too. I'm wondering if these four were tight-knit, and whoever did this targeted them because they had some reason to... Right. It might be connected to stalking the one girl. I don't know.
3: There is a, uh, a fi- Fox News talked to an FBI profile. <laughs> I always like these guys, right? Because they, they've analyzed all their lives, the common behavioral uh, traits that serial killers or mass killers tend to have. And they talked with Jim Clemente, who is a retired FBI supervisory special agent. And a criminal behavioral expert. And he said, he says the suspect, some of this seems obvious, likely a young man who has not carried out a violent crime before. Who
4: has not carried out a violent crime?
3: Clemente said he's sloppy. This is probably more a compulsive kind of person. That would put him at a younger age, maybe in the age group or just above the victims. I don't think he's particularly sophisticated, criminally sophisticated or forensically sophisticated. Probably likely someone who knew the victims or a stalker who is familiar with their habits.
4: Yeah, because they think whoever did this knew the house. He knew where to go in the house to
3: find his victims. That's exactly what he said. Oh. Going into an occupied dwelling with six people, different rooms in the middle of the night. Extremely high-risk crime unless he knows one or more of the people. So this offender did not just randomly choose this location. He targeted one or more of the people in there. That could be he had a relationship, past relationship, or it could be he was stalking one or more of them.
4: Well, Uh, they claim they're making progress is how they put it today. We're making progress on the investigation. Is that their code word from saying we are moving in on someone?
3: Maybe. He also thought that if they were all drunk, that's a good time to commit the crime. Reduces the risk. If they're drunk, you know, they're passed out. They're less likely to fight back. You can subdue them easier. He says the knife is a murder weapon indicative of a male offender. We rarely hear a woman involved in a crime like this.
4: Yeah, and okay, we heard that possibly one of the women did try to fight back. That's at least according to her father. I don't know where he got that from, but that was his uh, belief.
3: You choose a knife because it's quiet. It won't wake up the rest of the residents. And uh, But it but- makes
4: a bloody mess, man.
3: Yeah, They said there was
4: all sorts of evidence, and I don't know whether or not this person left behind. They can't find the murder weapon. That's something they want.
3: He said the suspect might be, uh, he goes, the fact that he used a knife against Clemente said, it's graphic, but we call it, he doesn't mind wet work. He doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. He doesn't pale at the sight of blood, which means he could be a hunter, a butcher, or otherwise in a field of that nature. Like he didn't blanch and run after the first one. Right, because the blood spattering after the first knifing didn't, didn't scare him away. He went, did it three more times. Yeah, I, they still haven't told us,
4: because obviously two of the dead are, uh, uh, it was Kaylee, not Kaylee, but there was a couple that died. I wonder if they were together in the same bed, the, the male and the female, yeah. the yeah. one male that was killed and then the other two i don't know if they were in the same room or they were in separate rooms they never told us that
3: so well if they had six bedrooms odds are everybody had their own, had their room. own room and yeah. i think the boyfriend was staying the night he didn't yes, live there the boyfriend there full he didn't time. live there he was staying yeah. the night
4: uh this development also which should make our animal lover happy uh there was a dog in the house it was kaylee's dog her dog is murphy murphy survived whoever Yay. did this did not stab murphy murphy is apparently now in the custody of Kaylee's on-and-off-again boyfriend, Jack DeCour, who, well, In the story yesterday we read, that's the one that apparently she was making calls to at 2.45 in the morning or where, something, where and he was, didn't pick
3: up. Where was Murphy barking and then screaming to uh, wake everyone up?
4: This must have been done pretty quietly. I mean, if somebody's sleeping, and you just start stabbing away, how much noise are they going to make?
3: Dogs, dogs smell. They my be- my dog knows if somebody is standing out in the street in front of the house ears uh, perk right. up turns it-
4: someone Murphy knew Don't or it was it?
2: the dog given something a sedative and a treat something like that yeah,
4: maybe Drugged they the haven't dog. said that but they have there's new video of Murphy uh hanging out with Jack decor and his family and it's a little uh i it's one of those hybrids looks like a poodle lab mix kind of thing it's cute they have ruled out. John and Deborah, the skinned pet dog oh, story. Thank that goodness. That was the thing we covered yesterday. Uh, they do not believe there was any connection between that dog that was skinned alive that the old woman said and happened somewhere in the area. And she wondered if whoever did that yeah. uh, could have possibly been the murderer.
2: Oh, but the dog was still skinned. alive. Oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, okay. I was hoping that you no. could... were tracking that.
4: Okay, No, the, the Australian, the mini Australian Shepherd did die October 21st. But the police said they don't think there's any connection to the quadruple homicide. The pet's owner oh. is Pamela Colbert, who said that she was told by the Latah County Sheriff's Office the skinning wasn't done by an animal. A human did this, she said.
3: A lot of weirdos up in Idaho, huh? No,
4: well, it's pretty rural. There's a lot of weapons. I
3: mean, you know, in the rural areas, in the woods.
4: <laughs> there's probably a
3: lot of hunting. A lot of freaky I, people.
4: John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after five o'clock, our guest is going to be the attorney for Nicholas Gutierrez, the man behind the wheel of that SUV that plowed into the police recruits who are out on a morning jog last week in South Whittier. Her name is Alexandra Kazaria Kazarian, and she will talk to us. Uh, He did an interview with NBC4, along with his attorney and his family, where, of course, The big takeaway was I didn't intentionally do it. I fell asleep on my way to work. I wish it never happened. I feel bad that it happened. So we'll talk to her about this and as much as she can say coming up after the news at five o'clock. Well, we just told you an update in the murder of the Idaho college students is that one of them may have had a stalker. All the police will say is, we're aware of that report. We're looking into it. They also said that they're making progress in the investigation, whatever that means. Stalker story number two comes from TMZ, and it is the daughter of Kobe Bryant. His daughter, Natalia, is seeking a court-ordered protection from a man that she says is stalking her. He's identified as 32-year-old Dwayne Kemp. TMZ got some documents. Natalia says Kemp attempted to contact her two years ago when he was 30 and she was 17. He's under the delusion that they have a romantic relationship. She says she never met him or has otherwise had any contact with him. There's a picture of him. Apparently, he went to the USC campus to try to find her. It's a blurry photo, John, but it looks like he's holding a bouquet of flowers.
3: You know, that is the scariest kind of stalker.
4: That's right. When they delude the, themselves that you are somehow in love with them. Right.
3: And, and that you're going to get married and that you're going to have a baby together. And then they start showing up and they have presents for you. You know, it's nearly impossible to get rid of those types. It really is.
4: You get a restraining until, order, but yeah, that, like that means said, it's nothing. a piece of paper, right? No, now it's
3: digital. No, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't stop them. Because they think le- they legitimately... <clears throat> some of them think they really are married. I mean, it's a, it's a complete mental delusion. It's a psychotic break from reality. And 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 the, 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 there aren't any laws, really, to take care of the situation.
4: The picture I was looking at is apparently him showing up at one of her classes and roaming the building. She also says he comes to her sorority house at USC. She says she's living in constant fear... According to the documents, this man is in the process of buying at least one gun. The sale is imminent. The docs go on to say he's threatened to buy both an AK-47 and a fully automatic Glock.
3: Well, yeah, but if he has a police record, that's not uh, getting in the way of the gun purchases?
4: Uh, what police record does he have?
3: Maybe I misread that. Yeah, I don't.
4: Uh, oh, no, you said, you're right. A stalker with a criminal history. No, yeah, you're right. He does have a criminal history.
3: So, Stocker, a criminal history has, is in the. And I saw in the process oh, of. Oh, he's been
4: arrested at least four. Well, uh, arrested and/or convicted of at least four crimes, including one involving firearms.
3: <laughs> well, that doesn't disqualify you in California. It must.
4: He sent her a DM with an image of her late father, Kobe, and wrote, "Thankful for him birthing you. Hopefully, we can birth him, Kobe." Adding a red heart.
3: Yeah, he wants to. He wants to. Have a, a son named Kobe. to he bring a
4: child with Natalia, and they'll name it Kobe.
3: And right. bring uh, Kobe Bryant back to life.
4: The LAPD oh, is so involved, and they do want this restraining order.
3: But go, they're, they're, I don't understand why they've never passed laws to take mental patients, psychotic men, and put them away in a mental hospital when they act like this. A restraining order is 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 nothing. It's uh. I, I don't understand the system. I, this is the most terrifying thing. Of the world. This goes on for years with some of these guys. And Damn. sometimes it ends up very badly. Yeah, but often it
4: does because these crazy people can't be kept away.
3: And it's people who... Uh, ha- it's often people who have an extreme amount of fame.
4: He sends her unsettling Instagram messages, including one that allegedly read, I'm coming to visit soon. Ay, ay,
3: Right. You, you got to get it like a security force and, and you have to live that way. I know. This is um, why
4: it's tough when you're a uh, no. public eye because no. people in their basements will dream up all sorts of romantic connections to you.
3: Too much fame is, is a horrible cur- curse. I've heard so many celebrities say that they, they got to a point and they never again could enjoy a meal out. They never could take a walk alone in public. It says here
4: four times he was arrested for misdemeanors. One of those involved a firearm. He is an online gun enthusiast. Oh, nice.
3: What? You know, it's actually amazing if you just analyze it. People is like biological animals. I was watching more of The Crown when Princess Di in her early years. And she went touring around the world to Australia and how people were reacting to her the first time. And I was just marveling at the, the, the human impulse when you see someone famous for people to go so berserk. Isn't that fascinating? Like, why, why does that happen? What is it about in our wiring? I mean, animals don't have this. What's it in our wiring that if somebody becomes famous, have a certain talent, a certain look, a certain position, and then people just start, start screaming? hyperventilating, crowding, yelling, wanting to touch. I, wh- what, what, what What? provokes that?
4: All right. When we come back, our guest is Alexandra Kazarian. She is the attorney who actually appeared with Nicholas Gutierrez in his NBC4 interview. He's the man that was arrested after the wrong way crash last week, where he slammed into a bunch of cadets who are out on a morning run, one of them in Very grave condition. John and Ken KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
3: And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio.
4: Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse.
3: Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust.
4: Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly
3: to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at
1: 866-691-2173 or visit buylegacygold.com.
2: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door
0: cinema club. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up to Today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.